It took me five episodes to figure out I should start the show with Welcome Friends. It's Friendship Club. Of course I should say Welcome Friends. I was just saying welcome. I'm a dum-dum. Welcome Friends to episode five of Friendship Club. My co-host this week is my friend, my roommate, my confidant, MK Paulson. Super funny. I talked to MK about his life in a fraternity. I had, I had, it was fascinating. I had so many questions about being in fraternity. I could have asked him a hundred more. And then this week's guests are comedians and best friends ever, Maynard and Lindsay Adams. They're so funny. I love watching them on stage. Uh, you're gonna fall in love with them too. I'll say it. All right, enough of me. Let's start the episode. Welcome, MK. Hey, Care Bear. How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I am here with my friend and my roommate, currently, <laughs> MK Paulson. We share a wall. We share a wall and we, let's tear it down and double the size of our rooms. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I text MK to turn his TV down at night because I'm that kind of roommate bitch. And I'm like, I refuse. <laughs> he turns it up. I turn he it up. Star Trek Voyager up. Up. I do I do credit myself with getting you hooked on Star Trek Voyager. It's true. I watched all of Star Trek Voyager. Yes, there's like seven seasons. I don't know. Over 24 episodes. episodes a season, an hour a piece. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of TV to watch. Um, but not enough. I finished. No big deal. Was a fun experience. We did watch the latter half together. It was some of the pandemic highlight. Chanting yeah. skip intro with you. Skip intro. intro. Skip, skip in intro. intro. I got to say, though, I definitely like looked forward to like, oh, I'm like, I get to go home and watch Voyager with Carrie. Today. I know. I'm sad. We have to find a new show. You're my friend. I know you through comedy and stuff. And uh, I know you from Austin, Texas. Now mm-hmm, we both mm-hmm. live in LA in a four-bedroom apartment. Not to brag. Yeah. There are two more roommates living in our... Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they say about Hollywood. The more roommates you have, the better you're doing. <laughs> yeah, the closer to the 101 you live. <laughs> that's right. It's because yeah. of the access, you know. It's like you actually have access to Hollywood if you're very close to the 101. If we got on our roof, we could jump onto the 101. Almost. <laughs> I know you from Texas, and you have a pretty interesting background. Or to me, it's interesting because... You were in a fraternity. I was in a fraternity. I was That's in college crazy. fraternity. It's crazy to me. Why did you join a fraternity? Did you always uh, want to? Did your family? No, I never. Family? Yeah, I never imagined myself as like a fraternity guy growing up. But then, so here's what happened. I finished high school and I was like, I don't want to go to college yet. I'm going to go abroad. So I literally spent like six months in Australia backpacking, used my graduation money. I'm like, see you in hell, mom and dad. I'm going to Australia. <laughs> and I backpacked and it was really fun. I was drunk a lot uh, because the drinking age, 18. I feel like I was very smart in that regard. You know, I didn't go right into college and like have classes to go to and just party. It makes sense. I kind of got it out of my system. But then I got back and I was like, oh no, I have 
got to like keep up with my peers. And so I like started summer school a year later. And yeah. summer school, I was living in the dorms and there was nobody else there. And I was so lonely oh, and man. sad. And I had I've, no I've friends. I've been there. I had no friends. I was so lonely. And then the semester started. Which is so crazy because you're maybe the friendliest, most gregarious person I've ever met. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you can talk to anyone and you, everyone, you're, I envy you. I feel like I follow you around like a little puppy. Oh, happily so. And just kind of ride your coattails. You know like, what it is? Try I, to collect I, your friends. I should say, I, you're probably interested, like I'm in a fraternity. One of the reasons it's interesting is that I'm a gay guy. I am a gay person. And so like, I don't really know, know that I necessarily fit the like fraternity stereotype. Yeah. But the only people, this is a quick aside, the only people that I do get intimidated by is other gay men. I just have a hard time. So that's when I'm like, Carrie, you got to lead. Oh, and yeah. I'm following you. I'm and like, you, get you gotta, me here. Yeah, you're great. My people. <laughs> and I'm just like, Carrie, can you introduce me to all of these hot guys? So I had been in summer school and I was so lonely. And you know what? The first day of moving into the dorms, I was already living there, so I didn't have to move in. But the fraternities were there helping people move in. And I just made friends with kind of the first guys I met. And I was like, you know, and I think just growing up as kind of like a kid in a small town in Texas, I was like, I don't know. I guess I always kind of thought I'm like, oh, I would have never fit in there. And then they kind of accepted. So the first two years of my college experience, like fraternity life was a big part of it. Then I kind of grew out of it. And I was like, I was still active, but I wasn't super that's years. crazy. I, I my assumption was like, yeah, you're from a small town. You always wanted to be in yeah. a fraternity, or you thought that was what you're supposed to do. That's crazy. I honestly think if I had gone to a different college, I don't know that I would have joined. It just kind of like happened that way. And the the school I went to, UT Arlington, was kind of known for being a commuter school. And so the few kids that were like really permanently living the college life, a lot of them were Greek. So I kind of just fell into that, fell into that life. And then I was supposed to transfer to UT in Austin and I just never did. Because I had so many friends in the fraternity, and it sucked uh -huh. me in. How big was it? How many people were in the fraternity? It was super big. I think it was like 100, 100 to 150, but like realistically, 50 guys were probably active and involved. Did but then you... I, did, I lived in the house for a year and a half or so. I had some crazy roommates. This, like, this is also one of the fun things about it. Like, I lived with a guy named DJ, and he was also from a small town, but like, I think his family, were, they were like farmers, had a lot of livestock, and like, I think pigs maybe. And I mean, just like one of the most conservative guys, probably, but like we lived together and we were great friends. It was a lot of fun. Aww. Did you have, were you hazed? Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed I, to I talk feel about like it? Is it a secret? It's not really. I mean, the thing, here's the thing, like looking back, it's like, this is just Carrie probing about trying to like, th Carrie, this is a, <laughs> Carrie's an undercover reporter trying to figure out uh, what's going on in Greek life. I feel like there was some light hazing, but not really. And honestly, as I went through, I don't think it really exists in the same way today because I think colleges just put the clamp down on it a little bit more and more over the years. But I did have to like, I had to wear a certain outfit. I had to like carry this book, or, like my fraternity book around. What kind of outfit did you have to, all the time? Or, it, or just no, during hazing? Like, no, Not it was all like, the time. It was my pledge semester. And I think it was only 
was it Tuesdays and Fridays? We had to wear gray slacks, white shirt, blue tie uh, to all of our classes. And we had to take a, we really look like Mormon, Mormon missionaries. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, is this the look we're going for? And we had a book called The Norman Shield, which was part of our heraldry in the fraternity, like, uh-huh. And, and just like, I don't know. But so I had to carry that around, had a like big cross on it. The fraternity I was in, Sigma Chi, was like, I think historically kind of a conservative Southern fraternity. Interesting. Did you feud with other fraternities? <laughs> I think we did. I mean, like uh, the Fijis across the street were definitely like kind of our rivals. But I don't know that we were like, like playing pranks or anything. You didn't TP but, their like, house. I mean, maybe a few things, but I honestly like don't even remember. I didn't really get involved in that stuff. It was more just like if it was like rush and like people wanted the same pledge at like the same guys and like you're just competing. Uh, <laughs> but I was also like, to be clear, like the nerd in the fraternity. I was the one that was like, I like school. I like <laughs> and I remember, I remember there was like a rush event and there was only allowed to be like nine brothers there. And it's when I was like pretty involved and I was not chosen as one of the nine brothers to be there. And I just, well, I guess we don't want the honors college to be represented. (laughs) And they they still to this day make fun of that, fun of you. So that's the, you're still friends with them to this day. Yeah, I'm still friends. You know, a lot of them ended up in Austin. I actually officiated the wedding of one of my pledge brothers. I still see them from time to time. A lot of them are now, they haven't chosen the glamorous life of comedy like you and I have. But still yeah, a lot of them they're have podcasting like, right now. Yeah, they act, they have their own podcast. It's literally been in the last few years that a lot of them have like young kids. And mm-hmm. also I'm furious about it because now when I go back to Austin, I don't have anywhere to stay. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got one year olds. Well and, looks like you gotta join a fraternity again. <laughs> I gotta join a new one. <laughs> I gotta join a new one. God, that's so fascinating. And if you don't mind me asking, did you, you came out during yeah, college, out right? So. Senior year. And yeah, they were all, everybody was like super accepting. I don't know if I have the official statistics of this, but I think I was one of the first, I think I was the first like openly gay brother that was still kind of around. Uh, Ever. No, just Ever. <laughs> and of all time, at least like during like the came out while yeah. we were in college. Because I think it had been like more conservative and like as I was there, it just slowly got a little bit more progressive. And, you know, obviously like mm-hmm. we had people of color in the fraternity, and, uh, creeds, religion, stuff like that. And so by the time I graduated, mm-hmm. and I feel like I was part of the change, Carrie. <laughs> you were. Were you nervous to tell them or were you like... There was some, like one of, the last, one of the last people I told was my big bro, my friend Jake. I don't know why I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. We're still pretty good friends too. And he was like, yeah, why was I the last one? I was like, I don't know. I just like respected you the most. And I was nervous about what you thought. And, I didn't. and yeah, Aww. I mean, I feel like a lot of times coming out is just, it's not this way for everyone. I was fortunate that I had a lot of friends that were like super supportive of me. And then looking back now, I'm like, oh yeah, this was a lot bigger deal in my head than it really was. Not so much for my parents. That was pretty tough. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Any all. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, though, if I ever have kids, I'm like, I don't want them to be in a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Uh, <laughs> I hope they have those kind of friendships, but I don't. I, I feel like the fraternity model is a little outdated, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I also don't know. I don't know what the kids are into. <laughs> I don't know what the kids are into. 
I mean, I went to Penn State, which was like a humongous. It was the biggest Greek system at the time. It kind of fluctuates between the big big schools. It seemed like something that freshman women do and upperclassmen did, men did who are in the fraternity. But once I, you got, once I wasn't a freshman, I feel like there were like other, and once you could go to bars and stuff, it was basically like where you could go to drink underage. Right. But it was like a whole thing where like you'd get get all dressed up and be freezing cold because it was Pennsylvania. And then you'd wait like, there was a separate line kind of for women and men. And you would like have to try to get your guy friend in. And then I wouldn't even, I didn't even drink that much. So I was just like at a fraternity party. Yeah. Well, people, a lot of drunk men were trying to sleep with my friends, basically. I mean, yeah. dark stuff happened to friends there. Like, definitely no people who were raped there. Stuff like that. That was my kind of fraternity. These were like humongous fraternity houses with 100 rooms. Oh, with, right. And they were like double bunked. I also remember senior year, my friend, one of the not popular fraternities, my friend just rented a room in. They were just like needed the money to like pay for the house and they rented it up for anyone. So I would go and hang out like in this fraternity. It was so We only had like, I think there was what, six bedrooms in the house. So it was like eight to 12 guys living there at any given time. I also remember one time being, I mean, I just hung out with whoever freshman year of college. It's just such a new thing. You know, I just hung out who was on my floor. Who were, They were great and stuff, but they definitely like wanted to go do things I didn't want to do. And I just like went along. And then I kind of found my like close friends after that. But I remember being at a fraternity party and just being bored. And then we found some guys who were watching the movie Blade in their like bedroom. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, just sat and watched a movie. <laughs> that was the best fraternity party I've ever been to. It was uh, at Fiji. Right. It was at Fiji. It was at the Fiji house. It was at the Fiji. Nice. Did um, y'all have Sigma Chi's at Penn State? Probably. I mean, there's so many. I don't, I only remember Fiji because one of the guys liked one of the girls on my room. So we'd like uh, get, we or on my floor so we could like get in easy. But I think they could, they got in trouble and they couldn't have parties. Yeah. I mean, Penn State was dark. Like they were, they, were, they had a big case for somebody like, was hazed to death and died. Yeah. And a lot of people got arrested at the fraternity fort. <sighs> That's a fun, fun way to end this <laughs> conversation. Uh, um, were yeah. most of your friends in college then from the fraternity or did you have other friends in college who weren't in the fraternity? I kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I think my first couple of years, yeah. But then I also like studied abroad a semester and then I did a semester at UC. Towards- you did semester at C? Semester in D.C., Washington, oh. D.C. I, I, thought you went, I thought you were on that boat. I was. I mean, no, people talk about that. I, I know my friends did it. I was kind of jealous, but then I wasn't that quite adventurous. I mean, I think I also just loved being in college. Like, I didn't want to miss. I felt like I missed so much with my friends. <laughs> right. I was, like, hitting my stride, finally. Found, found my tribe, as they say. And, like, started doing comedy stuff and stuff like that. So First con- stand-up comedy I show I went to was during, like, Rush and, like, the fraternity brother, like, we all went to a comedy show. I love that you're still friends with everyone. I mean, yeah, I'm still really close with a lot. I mean, it's always fascinating, too, like, who kind of comes out of the woodwork. I did a show in Fort Worth, and, like, one of my, like, favorite fraternity brothers that I haven't talked to in years just, like, showed up at one of my shows. Aww, and then I, I had drinks that. with him and his wife. Yeah, and then even, like, randomly two weeks ago, or a week ago, I was in Steamboat Springs, and... One of my fraternity brothers, who was kind of younger than me, he messaged me. He's actually my grand little. 
Do you know? Uh, <laughs> no, please explain what that is. Here's my little bro's little bro. So here's my grand. So wait, what's the thing? You're you're matched up. You have a little bro. Yeah, you get a big bro. Yeah, you have like you a, basically just have like a sponsor kind of. Kinda, thing. yeah, yeah. As you're like going through pledge, as you're pledging. Do you make them like clean your feet or something? No, it's actually more. I think it's more. Like, I don't know why. It's more wholesome. Get, the pledges kind of get to pick who they want, and then they, from there, they like then the actives like decide who they're gonna take. Mm. And uh, anyway, your so, your little bro made the made the cut. But so my little bro, I'm not. He's a neurosurgeon now. I mean, all these also a lot of these guys are just like super successful. Like my big bro. He's a lawyer in Dallas, has, you know, wife and two, three kids, two Ooh, kids. Ooh, is yeah. it secret society shit? <laughs> I <laughs> wish. Like, where's my, where's my invitation? Is this because I'm gay? I don't get the post. Like, no. uh, I think it's actually, I will say, like, my big girl, I picked him because I was like, oh, he's a really, like, talented, smart guy. And, like, I feel like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He went to law school and then like worked during law school and almost like finished law school without any debt. Now is like a partner in a law firm and just like doing great. My little bro's a neurosurgeon, apparently. I haven't really talked to him since college, but his little bro, I was in Steamboat Springs doing shows a couple of weeks ago and his little bro, this, uh, my, my friend Jason, he was like, are you in Steamboat? And I was like, yeah, why are you in town? He's like, I actually live here. And then oh, wow. we met up. Turns out he's like owns two restaurants in Steamboat Springs. And like, <laughs> is like a web, like has a web building, co- like just his wife, they met in college. Also, she was in her sorority across the street and like they have three kids now and they're just like this amazing, beautiful couple. I think like Jason, I was literally like, do women just hit on, he's so handsome. I was like, do women just hit on you constantly? And I think I made it weird. Uh, he's like, but what did he say? I'm curious what it's like to be attractive. He, I mean, he, here's the thing. Like he's kind of like a very pragmatic, I think he's kind of unassumingly handsome, I should say, which is uh-huh. in my opinion, kind of the best kind. Ugh, yes. You know, it's just like, he's kind of like, I don't know that he knows how handsome he is. Oh, that's so hot and frustrating. He was taken aback a little bit when I asked that. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, no. <laughs> but I think he also, in Steamboat, it's kind of like a small town. And I think he's kind of in this class of men that are like married, like dads, like hot yeah. dads. that are. Like... Yeah. Also, though, I should say his wife, stunningly beautiful also. And anyway, well, I, before we started this, I was like, Carrie, I might go down a rabbit hole on how successful my friends are and how like, I'm like, I'm living in a group house and under the 101 in Los Angeles. At least you have friendship, you know? At least I have friendship. I mean, I, they were also wonderful. And it was so great to like see Jason. Now I'm so excited to go back to Steamboat. I'm trying to secretly like build a life, a second life there that I can just escape <laughs> from LA and go back every two, three months. And Ooh, I'm so glad like I have a, a friend there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay and Ever. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. So let's start at the beginning. How did you guys meet? And do you have, remember first impressions? (laughs) Well, Ever, go ahead. I was going to say, I always remember you coming into this. We met in Chicago originally. Yeah. 
And then I just remember I used to work at a Starbucks on North and Wells and I would work 6am to like 2.30 and it was like a rush. It was like the, the place was huge. There was always a line to the yeah. door. And Lindsay- well, it was right under Second City. You guys are doing very well for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Close also, to Second like, City. <laughs> like, he would always be like, hey, do you want to grab a coffee or do you want to hang out? And I would always be like, yeah, sure. But I was just like manically like trying to keep up with drinks all morning. So I was exhausted. <laughs> I thought Ever was cool and funny. And yeah, I always thought Lindsay was funny and cool. And, and I was like, I want to be here. I want to be their friend. And and then I tried and they were like, coffee! Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I could never talk to anybody when they came. I was like, Starbucks. they hate me. And <laughs> I just, I wanted it too bad. And it, and I just assumed that I blew it. I blew our chances at friendship. No, I didn't think that at all. I was just always just trying to make it through the shift. But you worked at Dunkin' Donuts, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts in high school, and I worked at Starbucks for, like, six months in college. And then she was like, it really seems like you don't want to be – actually, this happened at Dunkin' Donuts, too. At every point in one of my jobs, my boss sits me down and is like, look, we like you. You're fun. But it really feels like you don't want to be here. And and then I can't disagree. I really can't. And then I have to leave. So that's what happened. But yeah. then we we became closer friends in LA when we we both moved here around the same yeah. time. And there was only a couple Chicago people out here. And so we all kind of stuck together. And then we just got along really fucking well. Yeah. We started an open mic together. Yeah. So that was fun. I feel like that always helps to be new with some someone because you can like explore together. Everything's exciting still. Like people who've been in LA a while don't want to go do new LA things. No, that's true. Let's go to the tar pits, y'all. <laughs> Having to like start over but not start over. That security of coming from like a different city that like you know everybody does it here now too. There's like all the different city comedians that yeah. like roam together or hate each other. Who knows? <laughs> so you guys moved to LA around the same time. Yeah, and we lived in the same neighborhood. You lived in West, like West Hollywood proper, and I lived where I currently live now in the middle of like Hollywood. So I would say it's in between Hollywood and Hollywood. Yeah, no, it's like right on the border. So it's yeah. not far. It was very close, close proximity. Mm-hmm. WeHo is fun, especially when you first move here. Yeah, you're like, oh, how cool. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Outdoor no. patios. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Game it. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. I was like, boo, Ooh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah Lindsay <laughs> hates gays. It's, that's why it's so surprising that we're friends. I feel the same way. I feel exactly the same way. It's not that I hate. It's not that I hate gays. It's just that I don't support their lifestyle. Right. And we agree to disagree on that. Yeah. I I mean, I'm 100% in agree to agree. Okay. Great. As long as we all agree. Yeah. It's a trash lifestyle. You made the choice. And it is a lifestyle. People are like, you can get out of it. It's like, well, I'm in too deep. It's like, look, I'm already in overalls. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? But I bought these car cars. <laughs> interesting turn. Interesting turn. Oh, yes. Yeah. Turned anti-gay for Pride well, this Month. this is what really brings us together. It is. We're the yin-yang of friends. Exactly. You would never think it. We're just an example of tolerance. For the record, 
I do hate gay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you would like that stated on the record. For the record, I don't. Put this in the audio clip. <laughs> what about your personalities do you think works well together? I don't know. I think that there's just something like Lindsay and I understand each other in a way that yeah. we don't usually have to sometimes we don't even have to talk yeah it feels like an old couple or an old relationship yeah, yeah. that's a really good way of putting it there's like a deepness level well because we can fuck around a lot mm-hmm. and on a platonic level we would never like quote unquote fuck around although a lot of people think that we were somebody recently was like is ever still dating that girl Lindsay?" <laughs> like people used to think Whoa. i forgot who i, I never knew you. that no but people would confuse but outside of beat like I laugh so hard with ever I genuinely think ever is one of the funniest people I've ever met we have so much fun together but then at the same time there's just such like a really nice like deep level nerdy vulnerability Mm -hmm. that we both share in the same way of just like I have faith I'll be okay (laughs) yeah we do that and I like Lindsay's like one of the funniest persons that I've ever met and I really admire like Lindsay's work ethic and but like Lindsay said like we're able to just really share vulnerable pieces of each other we're not really afraid to look like quote-unquote crazy or psychotic and we're able to you know hey if I'm spiraling out I know I can just spiral out in a text and I won't be judged it's just like oh there's someone to listen to me it'll they'll understand they'll give advice or they'll just see it and that's okay. And I know that in that in that own way it's a support. Yeah. What's an ideal Saturday of you guys hanging out? An ideal friend date? Hanging out watching TV. Oh or... yeah. Something like that. Sitting outside is mm-hmm. always fun. Just yeah, sitting out, fucking yeah. around, not really doing anything. I think we both get like manicky or or like shut down if we're around people too much. Yeah. I actually feel like we don't talk at parties. We don't. <laughs> we don't. I, we, we say hi, we hang out. Yeah, but I you know I don't feel like we're like in the corner like unless sometimes it, we are. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I would say it's like again like an old couple where it's yeah. like I would rather you, we're gonna check in. We're gonna mingle. We're gonna check back in. We're gonna mingle. Yeah, I would rather text later or a re- recap. Yeah, recap. recap. Yeah, our ideal Saturday is a recap. It's a recap of the week. And you're like, oh my god, what does so and so say? Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, if you were at the same place, it was like, did you stick around for that show? Although I think comedians also uniquely will do play by plays of whatever show they're at. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, so-and-so's on stage. Seems like it's going well. It's not going well. It's not going well. <laughs> What's a, like a tough, a tough time or something that the other person has been there for you? Gosh, I feel like Lindsay's been there for me through countless breakups. Um, <laughs> countless breakups, countless get-back-togethers, countless breakups, depression. Yeah, I mean, Ever's definitely been there for me through my mental health spiral psychoticness i mean i yeah i think like there hasn't been one big thing no maybe just being a a comedian in los angeles is like pretty traumatic yeah it is. <laughs> so the, the trauma of that i think we've been able to support each other you would think someone died every other week that's, that's how it feels <laughs> I mean, this past year, somebody did. I mean, look, someone died three times this week. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. Hey, and it was my career. My career <laughs> yeah. died three times this week. <laughs> Any fun adventures or road trips or vacations you've taken together? Well, we went to Joshua Tree during the like during the election. Yeah, I remember that. When when everybody found out that Biden won, we were in Joshua Tree. And it was like kind of an adventure. We both were like, we have left the apartment. Yeah. Like, so, and then it was like raining and it was cold. Oh, yeah. It was so freezing. one day. We had to stay inside the whole time. But we've gone on like, <laughs> where did we go? Remember we did that camping in the cabin thing yes. with Paige and Rachel? In Solvang. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And Ever's car got stuck. Yeah, uh, we had to dig it out. We had to dig her their car out for like on a rock. Yeah, I remember that. There was was it stuck in mud? No, I just drove over a rock and then it was like too low to the ground so I couldn't move forward or back up. You had to lift it Superman style? Or? I don't even remember. I think we all panicked. And... <laughs> Did a car creature help us? Oh, I think it, there was at least a man that helped. Yeah, there was a man that showed up. Probably a gay man. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Honestly. <laughs> Have y'all met each other's parents ever? I've met Lindsay's. Yeah, you met yeah. my mom. I haven't met Ever's parents. But I haven't been to LA in real yeah. life. I text with Ever's mom. <laughs> and my mom is jealous of Lindsay's baking skills. She'll like text me or like call me like, did you see Lindsay's new cake? And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love your mom. I, I love, love Ever. And my mom loves Ever. If my mom sees that Ever's doing something, they're all like, my mom will always be like, "Oh, did you see? I saw Ever posted this thing." That's so, the way my mom is too about Lindsay. Our and she watches your YouTube videos on her phone. Yeah, she just. Oh. Yeah. See, I'll text her right now and I'll say, "Mary," and she's like, "Who is this? I'm sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> do you think your moms could be friends or are they yeah, too different? yeah for sure oh. i mean robin posts photos of you know nature yeah and i love that my mom would love that a hundred percent and they just like are like just embodiments of love and yeah. like excitement and they love love and so <laughs> it's always been like my mom when i was younger i would like I mean, I was, like, the typical, like, stay away from my friends, mom. Like, <laughs> don't make me look like a loser, mom. So I feel like she's hyped to be invited into, into this friendship. So yeah. I made her stay out at a bunch of shows last time she was in L.A., and she hasn't been back since. Poor <laughs> <laughs> woman falling asleep into a wine spritzer at 11 p.m. <laughs> the perfect audience member. <laughs> now, my mom keeps asking me this, so this is why I'm asking. Oh, love. She's like, you know, you're out there in LA, and I don't know a ton of your friends, and so I need some of your friends' phone numbers in case something happens to you. Okay. My mom's like, she thinks I'm going to get hit over the head. Like that, she's just like, someone's so going to hit you in the head, and you're going to die in an alley. And I'm like, I'm much more likely to be in a car accident. But, <laughs> but so if something happened to one of you, do you think your parents would call the other one? Or if they didn't, like Lindsay, would Ever's parents ever call you if they hadn't heard from her? Maybe. Maybe. They'd call her. <laughs> That's a weird question. <laughs> call her part. I mean, yeah. We, I would, Ever would be on the list. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ever would this be is, on the list. 
This is also my way of letting Carrie know that uh, I did give my mom your number. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I'd be so offended if it's, you didn't. It, and, like, it's you and Simon. She has you and Simon's and contact. If your mom calls Simon first, I'll be so mad. <laughs> I mean, let's hope to God she calls you first. Let's hope to God. Simon! dead. A quality the other person has that you don't have that you wish you did. Lindsay is so good at professional emails and like <laughs> speaking like an adult. <laughs> right off the bat. Oh my God. Oh shit. So I was having an emotional breakdown because I was really in an emotionally abusive job this past year. I would have panic attacks sending an email. So Lindsay helped me compose like business style emails. She taught me how to do that. Yeah. I'm a business bitch. Yeah. Ever has like a kindness in their heart that. All right. Email. No, ever wears their heart on their sleeve in a way that like is envious can cry. We were in an acting class together ever cried so easily in the scenes jealous and no i wasn't so jealous because this acting teacher had to yell horrific things at me to get me to cry <laughs> because i just like couldn't i just couldn't access it ever accesses that piece so easily and i'm just like a, a heinous bitch i wouldn't call you a heinous bitch but I'm definitely icier. I would say that, but also a positive quality that Lindsay has is they're able to, like we were talking about earlier, like see and accept someone. And I feel like you're as, as who they are and like help them realize like if they're having like a panic attack or a spiral or if they're going off, like help them calm down and be like, okay, well like this is the reality. This might be a story. You know oh, what I mean? Nice. Like, this might be a story you're telling you like it's just, yeah like <laughs> i've had so much therapy and i can write a fucking business email i want i would like can you give us like a couple tips for a great business email yeah pretend you're a man oh Pick interesting. Out the exclamation marks no if, if you're speaking to do not no exclamation points unless you're being passive aggressive. If you're trying to have the upper hand, you need to be as straightforward as possible and dictate information in a way that, and if you want to be passive aggressive, you have to be very careful and say things like, thank you so much for your time. It's so appreciated. That way, if someone reads it back, they're like, this bitch. And it's like, I genuinely appreciate your time. I don't understand you. That's so evil. Honestly, <laughs> if you really want to so piss someone off, say incredibly professional, and then at the end be like, I really appreciate how, uh, I really appreciate you answering my email. This is very important to me. Yeah. Say something like psychotic. And like, oh, see, I, I, the... I have answered an email like that, but I was being incredibly genuine. And now I'm like, oh, shit. Or they'd be like, this fucking asshole. No, you, you say it after you say something they don't want to hear. You just oh. you say it, you're like, I was unable to do that, and I appreciate your understanding. Thank you for your kindness. And then they're like, fuck you. You know what? I received some marketing requests, and they use that kind of like vocabulary and, and sentence structure of like, 
oh, we need this turned around in 12 hours, but this is like a 24 to 48 hour with like render. Yeah. And it would just be like, thank you so much for making this work. We really appreciate your time doing this, making sure that it's executed. And it's like, no, we just said that that's not possible. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many like fun tips and tricks that I've learned over the years that I could literally teach a class. And how-, how do you feel about the thanks in advance for your help or like thanks in advance for taking care of this or that to me always seemed like, a, oh, that's like psychotic level. Oh, it is. It's psychotic. It's rude. Thanks in advance for handling yeah. this or anything. Yeah, it's like, don't even talk to me about it. Just like. Absolutely. Like, and, and most of the time, like men won't even. You have to like take all emotion out of it. Anything that can be manipulated, you take out of it. It's all considered a paper trail. I've been fired so many times. <laughs> this is how I learned to do this. Oh, and I've learned how to get things in writing. Yes, that's my main thing because I have not gotten things in writing many times and I haven't been able to use it against people and that has bit me in the ass. <laughs> and I've learned how to say, hey, great chatting with you on the phone today as discussed, bop, bop, bop. You say the words as discussed, you kind of do a little bullet point of what we talked about. Yep. I'm going to be sending you this, this, and this, looking forward to your thoughts. Yeah. And then it's like, come at me crazy, bitch. Say you didn't say that because you fucking did. Yeah. I am going to re-listen to this next time I have to write an email. <laughs> and sometimes if they do come at me, I just have Lindsay write the email. Yeah, I just write the email. I mean, look, I the wonders I can tell you of being a daytime recruiter in the, with the world, the secrets I can impart on you. Last question. You guys, you're 80 years old. You're still best friends. What are you doing? Probably not much. <laughs> I want to be at like an old people resort place. A resort place. Yeah. Not like, not a nursing home, but like, like a condo, like live in. Yeah, like an exclusive place too for like just former comedians. <laughs> Where we all you're, th you're thinking like a Golden Girls scenario? That's what I keep thinking. Like, we're all cracking up all the yeah. time, and like, <laughs> but we also have nurses on standby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I would actually like really. I'm trying to convince my older family members about how much fun that could be, but they're like, "We're gonna die." I mean, you don't. Then you like you have a doctor or a nurse on set, but you still have your freedom. Yeah, you still have your friends. You have a Pool. You're still doing shows for each other. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play a little newlywed game to see how well you know each other? Love. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. So I'm going to ask you each three questions, and you will answer what the other person would answer, and whoever gets the most right wins. We'll start with Lindsay. Well, since MK said Golden Girls, if ever were a Golden Girl, which one would they be? Well, I forgot all their names. Can you remind me their names again? <laughs> uh, MK, take it away. Uh, yeah, there's Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia. Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia. Sophia's the, like, old mom. Uh, Dorothy's, yeah. like, B. Arthur. Rose is... Oh, there we go. Um, I would say Dorothy. That's right. <laughs> Dorothy. 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 I agree too. Interesting. Well, I, I can also see being a little Sophia. 
I could see that too, but I think that Ever's too nice. To I think I'm too nice to be Sophia. You know, I'm a Dorothy with the Sof- Sophia rising. Dorothy, <laughs> Dorothy has heart. Dorothy can Dorothy. help that she cares. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right. What is, Lindsay, what is Ever's favorite flavor of LaCroix? Oh, favorite? Okay. There's Pomplemousse. And coconut. I will. Oh, those are actually the two favorites that I will drink. Really? Yeah, I'm a coconut freak, but also I don't really? drink a lot of LaCroix. Yeah, I like coconut. Ooh. I had a coconut earlier today. Very controversial. I wouldn't give my dog coconut LaCroix. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> drinking suntan lotion? Coconut LaCroix is really good. It's very nice. Uh, last question. So you're two okay, for two, ahead. right? We, we're we're right. going to give it, we're going to say two for two. Uh, this one's a little yeah. more abstract. If ever were a barnyard animal, which would they be? Oh, fuck. Uh, Now, does that include chickens and ducks or only goats? Wait, can I I go out on a limb? I don't know if this counts as a barnyard animal, but I'm going to go with snake. Ew! (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to go with rattlesnake. No. (laughs) Ding dong. I don't know if you know this, but Ever is a lesbian snake. Yeah, I'm a lesbian <laughs> snake. So I forgot that I had that account because I was so depressed, but now it's coming back. <laughs> oh my God, wait. You have a lesbian snake account? Because I have a gay horse Twitter. Account. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. It's gay, at gay horsey, yeah. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> gay horsey's hilarious. I don't always, I, sometimes he goes long periods without tweeting, but it's because he's in a relationship. <laughs> well, so I threw that answer to go for lesbian snakes <laughs> what would the answer be ever uh, probably a cow like a bovine they're gentle <laughs> that's how you know that they're from texas probably a cow like a bovine <laughs> or, a red, or a red heifer everyone knows oh i love a little red heifer but the real answer is that the ever's barnyard animal would be a probably truck. your mom probably a truck <laughs> <laughs> probably a bronco yeah. <laughs> The cattle guard on the front. A broken down truck. Just a full <laughs> truck. <laughs> Two for three, which is going to be hard to beat. All right. If Lindsay were a cast member on Friends, which one would she be? Monica. No. No, I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. I. But yeah, maybe a Monica meets... The, the neighbor that steals the monkey. <laughs> I've literally never watched more than two episodes of Friends, but I do know that I would be Monica. I think your instinct is correct. Monica's... Are you, like, really... Are you um, particular and, like, clean, clean? She's, like... That's kind of her, like, trait. She's kind no, of, but like, I'm neurotic. OCD. Yeah, she's a little neurotic. Yeah, I'm I'm neurotic and, like, panic easily. No, I Stop mean, bragging. I never really watched Friends, but I think Monica... Monica's like one of the hottest. Too. Yeah, Monica's like the hottest. So great tits. Great tits. <laughs> okay, so ever what word does Lindsay use the most? Uh, I think it's probably it's a tie. I think it'd be truly or psychotic. <laughs> truly or sorry. I think LOL sorry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, sorry. That's, LOL. All of those are really high up in my vocabulary. 
Truly. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you were going to say? I would, yeah, I would say that, I mean, truly is actually so spot on. I wouldn't have thought of that. I was thinking fuck, but like truly is a lot more true to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So kind of a two for two tie right now then. So maybe maybe you'll break this tie. Oh, yeah, here's the tiebreaker. We'll make- Although I try to make the last ones a little harder, hence the barnyard animal. Okay, if Lindsay had to make out with the president, <laughs> who would it be from any point in history? Probably Obama. Probably Obama. What if Lindsay is like, no, it would be Taft. It would be Taft. I mean, look, Obama makes the most sense. My boyfriend is black. And <laughs> and we've been together a long time. I want to revamp the question because I feel like that Obama too 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 obvious. Pre-Obama, probably JFK before he died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would not after. That. You don't have to twist my arm. Get a little JFK. All right. I think you with Eleanor Roosevelt. She was gay. (laughs) Did you know I I read, I don't want to brag, I read uh, Team of Rivals during the pandemic, the Lincoln book. And when he was like in his 20s, 30s, Lincoln just slept with his like lawyer friend. Like they did, it was like normal. They just shared a bed together. I do think everybody was gay but they called it something different yeah there's a book called twilight lovers and it's uh the history of lesbianism or lesbians and it talks about through the victorian ages and even through the 1920s 30s you know it was commonplace for people to have like close male or close female friends and have romantic relationships with individuals of the same sex and and it was just like oh that's their close friend and then of course you know homophobia hit and world war one and baby day yeah. you know i mean that checks out everybody seemed really gay and really <laughs> like not sure and everybody seemed like really really nilly with their gender <laughs> and then like it all got real rigid yeah. and now we're back yeah. in like now we're back in the chill zone baby do what you yeah. want. Do what you want. Do what you feel. Get Victorian. Yeah, be Victorian. Wear a dress. That was great, guys. Thanks. I've Lindsay did win the game for the record. Yeah, I think Lindsay Thank won. Thank you so much. Thanks for being um, on. That was so fun.